This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott & White Health. They're now offering virtual care anytime, even nights and weekends, on the MyBSW Health app. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the app today. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby, very, very much. And thank you to Baylor Scott & White for all kinds of reasons. Thank you. And... Uh, Welcome to my program, and uh, we will go back to the program in just a second. We have Lisa in Fort Worth waiting, and we'll go to her first. Let me double-check something. Yep, she's still there. I have something else queued up that I wanted to mention to you. I do need to do my SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week first. I always do it right here. And uh, today we have Orbit. Orbit. Get ready to blast off into it. I can pronounce that. They keep giving me these things from... Game of Thrones, these names that I can't pronounce, and Mike is always standing by waiting to help me. I can handle this one, Mike. I got it. What is it? Five letters. I can handle it. Get ready to blast off into a whole new galaxy of fun with Orbit. He is a two-year-old terrier American pit bull mix who weighs 60 pounds and is covered in chocolate, brown fur. You have to read the whole sentence. He is playful and lots of fun to be around. As his name suggests, he's a very energetic little guy. 60 pounds, not a little guy when he jumps in your lap, but, but he can also be a very good listener with big, brown, sympathetic eyes. Orbit was brought into the SPCA of Texas as a stray from Ellis County Sheriff's Office just uh, more than two months ago. He would love to find a home with a securely fenced, at least six-foot-high backyard to romp around in. The payoff would be the chance to see him fire off his rocket engines in some serious zoomies. All right, now I am going to sidetrack from from this uh, uh, description of Orbit to tell you that our daughter asked me to uh, ask us to keep a, a, a dog by the name of Zeus for her friend for three weeks, um, and we got Zeus in January. We gave Zeus a bath last night, so the three weeks, I guess, are not up yet, and I have never loved a dog any more than Zeus. He is just fabulous, and he is a... Um, he, he must have some whippet in him because he is so fast. He has zoomies like Orbit must, and he has pit bull in him. He has the pit bull look. And I've changed my attitude of anything that has any pit bull in it uh, because he is the sweetest, most affectionate dog I've ever been around. He's just fabulous. And so here's Orbit, who uh, is uh, ready to run, ready to zoom. So back to orbit now. The payoff would be a chance to see him fire off his rocket engines in the backyard with some serious zoomies. While he does pretty well with people, the truth is that Orbit is not too fond of other dogs. He definitely wants to be the center of attention and the only dog in the home. If you're looking for a best bud, this is your choice. Uh, just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Orbit has been neutered, microchipped. He's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines. Orbit is waiting for his new forever family at the Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center at 2400 Lone Star Drive at I-30 west of Hampton Road. The center is open for adoptions every day from noon to 6. Animals are available by walk-in on a first-come, first-served basis. Appointments are also available for select animals. Browse their available animals at spca.org slash findapet and visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. So that's what you would do if you'd like to go meet Orbit and hopefully adopt him. He just sounds like a wonderful dog, and he's really pretty. I have a photo of him. He's really a great-looking dog. So you go to spca.org slash findapet, one word, or spca.org slash dogadopt, and uh, you can go see him as early as noon today at um, 2400 Lone Star Drive, I-30 West of Hampton Road in West Dallas. So the SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week is sponsored by Ace the Place with the helpful hardware folks. Just uh, the uh, best it gets, Ace Hardware. They sponsor my KLIF program, both hours of it. And uh, they're just great men and women. 
Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer. Find a great deal on First Alert smoke and carbon monoxide alarms. Listen to what this has going for it. First Alert 10-year smoke series, a uh, 10-year series of smoke and carbon monoxide alarms is the definitive edition of this revolutionary line of alarms. A leap in technology has eliminated the need ever to power or charge this unit with batteries. Powered by sealed 10-year lithium batteries to provide continuous protection for 10 years without battery replacement. So you don't have to climb around up on a ladder over your head trying to take the thing down to replace the batteries. Meanwhile, you, you're you setting off the alarm while you try to get the 9-volt the, 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 the battery up into it. Oh, I hate that task. It has an end-of-life signal, alerts you when the alarm needs to be replaced. There's a 10-year limited warranty on it, and they're available at Ace Hardware. Again, what you're looking for is the first alert smoke and carbon monoxide alarm with that 10-year lithium battery. These are local experts with trusted advice you can rely on. They have all the supplies, and they will help you. They give you guidance all along the line. Ace is the place with those helpful hardware folks. Baylor Scott and White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now or later today, or when those pesky allergies are giving you a very real headache. Just text BETTER, that's B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the My BSW Health app today. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby. We're ready to go back to the phone lines. Let's now go to Lisa in Fort Worth. Lisa, thanks for waiting patiently. How can I help you? Surely. Good morning, and good, morning. good call, a good answer on the countries I had the same problem. Mm-hmm. I called last weekend about the mold problem in my yard, and I mm-hmm. believe I found a solution. Went to the farm store, get, uh, sold me a funnel and a bottle of pellets, put one in it. I don't like to kill anything, but this does. So maybe that'll help someone. They've decimated our yard. <laughs> well, I understand that. And when something is attacking my landscape or my garden or my family or my pets, then I, you, you do what you have to do. You surely do. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. What was the product? I would have to go look at the bottle. I'm so sorry. But I, I'll uh, uh, send you an email with the name. Okay, good deal. Thank you so much, Lisa. Have a great day. Appreciate it. And you- and All you right. as well. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. She waited a long time, bless her heart. Uh, I'm going to um, I'm going to go to Milton in Johnson County. That was such a quick call. I'll go to Milton in Johnson County. Milton, this is Neil. Good morning. Well, good morning, Neil, and thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. I have seven oak trees that have been identified by a tree service that's going to remove them as having oak wilt. And the bark is falling off the trees. There's a brown powder uh, between the bark and the tree itself. Uh, My question is, is this good firewood? And if I give this firewood to my friends and it has this powder on it, will it affect any trees that they might have in their yard? Um, So did you have that cultured by anybody to make sure it was oak wilt as opposed to hypoxylon canker? Well, no, I did not. I mean, I went by pictures that I saw on the Internet, and the tree service identified the, the trees as, you know, post oak. And I read a little bit, and it said post oak will have this uh, oak wilt. So. All right. All right. Um, if you have oak wilt, uh, oak wilt is spread by insects, and if you want to use it as firewood, what you would have to do is uh, cover it with plastic, clear okay. plastic, so that if holes are poked, the, the insects that spread the disease cannot find their way out of the plastic. If it's black plastic, they'll see light and be able to get out. Okay. Um, and so that's, that is what I could, could tell you on, on that. That's assuming it's oak wilt. Um, I, yeah, I'll I'll just leave it at that. Most most post oaks uh, in recent years have died of hypoxylon canker after the after the uh, the great uh, uh, drought of eleven years ago, two thousand eleven. 
And uh, post hooks, anyway, seem to die when we show up around them. They don't like us. How old is your house? How old is this landscape around these trees? Well, my house is uh, 42 years old, okay. and these are mature trees, 40 to 50 feet tall, uh, diameter at the base, uh, 8 to 10 inches. Oh, I got diameter. that. Okay, and, and has anything changed around these specific trees that died? Has no. any re-landscaping no. been done? All right. Uh, life expectancy of post oaks is probably 75 to 80 or 100 years. And then they, uh, you may have heard me say, they are kind of flat earth society trees. They just go along and look fine, and then they die. They just suddenly go off the edge of the earth and die. They don't, they don't decline like so many trees will do and give you several years warning. Um, so uh, I, I, I'm I'm taking every avenue I can to tell you it may or may not have been oak wilt. It's easy enough to identify oak wilt early in the game. Uh, if you have oak wilt in your area, it needs to be identified and reported to the uh, oak wilt organization. And if you have other oak trees, they need to be protected. A lot of other steps need to be taken. You don't just remove the trees and say, well, that's a day's work. I'm done. Uh, so that's just a, a comment to you. If you have an oak okay. wilt outbreak in a neighborhood, the whole neighborhood needs to be notified. Okay. Now, you said something about clear plastic. What would I do? Like cut the firewood and put that over it or something? Or? Yeah, you'd stack your firewood, and then you'd put clear plastic over it. A lot of people to, would, would be tempted just to put black plastic over it, thinking it would heat okay. it. But in reality, you want to put clear plastic over it because they can't get out of that. They can't find their way out. So with this with this dark brown powder on the tree, are the insects still there, or have they? That's that's up to you to to tell me. the The dark brown powder is very symptomatic of hypoxylin canker, where the bark comes loose. Okay. And and there's there's powder involved. Um, have you ever heard of hypoxylin canker? No, sir. Let me give you the spelling of it. I think I can. Yeah, okay. he said courageously, stepping out on the ice. Um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you where I have uh, referred people, because I think it's the best write-up, um, is uh, the Arborological Services website. If you do a, go a Google search or any search of uh, uh, post-oak hypoxylin canker, H-Y-P-O-X, i got to write it down. Yeah. Uh, H-Y-P-O-X-Y-L-L-O-N, canker, uh, okay. then post oaks. Uh, what it will tell you is that it is a very weak fungus that attacks post oaks that have been weakened themselves by drought or by other environmental stresses. Okay. And arborological.com, uh, that's the website of Arborological Services, uh, for years has had a really good uh, write up on it, and it's it's is in no way commercial. It, absolutely nothing about. Uh, oh, and if you have hypoxylin canker, call us. We have this. They don't do that. They just tell people what it looks like, and what the loss of bark looks like, et cetera, et cetera. Steve Hauser has written it, and he's just so, so good, so very good. Um, some of the universities, somewhere I saw a university that finally wrote something up on it. I don't know if it's Oklahoma State or it might have been A and M. Finally. But there was nothing out there for a long time after the 2011 drought. But that's what I would do is, is uh, do some checking on that first because that really renders the firewood quite usable and you don't have to worry as much and you don't have to report it to the oak wilt organization. Um, did you look at texasoakwilt.org? No, but I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the official website that brings all the the pros together. So all that should help you. Very good. Thank you. All right. so much. Good luck with it. I hope, I hope it's something else. I, I hate that you lost the trees, but better that not be something that will spread to the others. So thank yeah. you, Milton, very much. Take care. All right, folks, I need to tell you now about uh, my book. I have only two more ads to do for this at this price, so you better be paying attention because when the books are gone, then the price goes up and this offer will go away. Uh, I started the weekend with 250 copies of the book, and that's uh, a few more than I normally would sell, but not many. And uh, this is at $32.95. And 
I think this is probably, in fact, I'm pretty sure this will be the last uh, weekend that I'll be doing this ad for Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, where you have a chance to get it at $32.95. These are the books that I have set aside at that price. It covers all aspects of outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is the 48-page calendar that tells you month by month when you can plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of the plants that you're working so hard to grow. People tell me time and time again, they've told me, that that chapter alone pays for the entire book. Chapters 3 through 11 are very detailed chapters on trees. I've spent a month writing each one of these chapters, sometimes longer. Trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. It took me a year to write this book. And it, uh, so you're getting a year of my time for $32.95. Satisfaction completely guaranteed or I'll refund every penny that you invest. I have not been asked to refund at all 75,000 copies later. The book is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. The book has 344 pages of high quality paper and it was printed in San Antonio. 840 of my best photographs. I wanted it printed in Texas so I could go to the press checks. 43 press checks, two and a half weeks. I circled the block looking at press checks every four hours. This is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Two ways you can buy it, since it's not in stores and not on Amazon. One way is to call my office tomorrow if you're willing to take the chance that there still will be some copies. That's at 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it right now from my website at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Yum! Fresh pecans. YorkPecanShop.com. Save 10% off your first order with code N-E-G-N-L. They're a family-owned pecan business. Everything from large pecan halves to chopped pecan pieces. Candied pecans, cinnamon, caramel, praline, trail mixes, and more. Oh, my. Get ready for holiday baking. YorkPecanShop.com. Use code N-E-G-N-L. Save 10% off your first order. YorkPecanShop.com. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person, in McKinney, and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. He is our pastor, and I have to tell you that that is the most wonderful church, and uh, I am proud to offer and uh, donate. Obviously, I don't charge my own church for these uh, announcements. I was proud to be a member of the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney, and I hope you'll join us uh, anytime. Sharingtheheart.org is the website. All the information is there. Fabulous youth program and uh, lots of things for elders and lots of things for everybody. I want to tell you about Sunburst Shutters right now and invite you to give them a call so that you can schedule a time for them to come to your home and bring samples of their beautiful shutters to hold up in your windows, and uh, you'll be so taken by them. You will be smitten. Have you been smitten lately? You'll be smitten by the looks of Sunburst Shutters in your windows, and I think you'll say, oh, Neil, thank you for that referral, because they are gorgeous and they are so functional these are plantation style shutters which means they have very large louvers two and a half three and a half or four and a half inch louvers oh i wish they'd get rid of those fractions be so much easier two three or four inch louvers wouldn't that be easier but anyway i digress um the bigger the louver the fewer lines you have when they open but sometimes those big louvers are just overpowering in rooms so they'll give you advice as to which would be best in your setting we have the three-and-a-half-inch louvers because uh, they just looked great in our rooms. We've had them for 12 years. And they are made of polywood, P-O-L-Y, polywood. It's a man-made material that looks like wood. From 18 inches away, you can't tell that they aren't wood. 
They are so smooth and easy to clean, and they function so easily. They're more energy efficient than any other shutter in America. That's pretty spectacular when it's hot outside or when it's cold outside. Sunburst shutters. You'll love them. They can be fit to any opening in your home, and they have other alternatives as well. If you like barn wood, they can do that. If you uh, uh, have a, a really uh, unusual color for your trim and need to match it, they can do that. Sorry, decided I wanted to sneeze. They can do anything you need to have them do at Sunburst Shutters. Just let them have a chance and they'll perform for you. They're great, nice people. Sunburstshutters.com is the website. And that phone number to call to set a time for them to come to your home or to get directions to their showroom, 214-343-2601. They're also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. Sunburstshutters.com, 214 214- Three four three. 2601. Baylor Scott and White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now or later today, or when a stinging creature or poison ivy has reached out to get you. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R to 88408 to download the MyBSW Health app today. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby, and we go to Michael in Arlington. Michael, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Thank you yes, so much sir. for taking my call. Absolutely. I have an irrigation question for you. Uh, in our backyard, we tore out our irrigation system when we put in a new deck. The perimeter of the deck is lined with a post oak, a cherry laurel, and red tip photinias, if that's the proper way of pronouncing it. Mm-hmm. Um, underneath the deck, we have French drain, for lack of a better phrase, that about three-inch perforated black pipe. It connects to the roof drains for the uh, the house. And what I've been doing for watering uh, since we took out the irrigation system is just sticking a hose to the inlet of both of those French drains and run it for about 20 minutes. The deck covers the drip zone of all these trees on one half of the side. The other half of the side is on the fence and in the neighbor's yards. Um I don't know if that's a good way of doing it. I was also thinking about going and buying some um, soaker hose and putting it down by the trees. But the problem is it would be right at the trunks because we can't get to the drip zone. It's under the deck. All right. Yeah, we uh, had a new deck built, and uh, I put drip irrigation right up against the foundation before the deck was built just to have it there. Um, and my I, irrigator said he was going to come back and do drip irrigation on the trees, but we're waiting for a water feature before we pull them back out. So it's gotcha. kind of a temporary. Yeah, thing. you don't you don't want uh, you don't want a soaker hose right at the trunk of the tree. That would not be good. That's not where the roots are that need the water. Yeah. Um, so what, you think by flooding the uh, the French drain, for lack of a better phrase, it snakes all under that deck. I mean. That's a that's a good. In other words, you're doing that at a time when it's dry, and yes, sir. and then it's it's taking care of it when it's wet. It's it's getting it spread out yeah, when it's when, when there's a lot of rain. Yeah, I think thank I think you, you have a good today. plan. Say it again. Okay. I, I just said thank you, Lord, for today. Yeah, yeah. I, I doubt if your French drain is draining very much today, though. Is the problem? It no. didn't rain enough. We need more. No, it didn't. Neil, how long would you run that hose? I run it about 30 minutes, and my wife fusses at me, so I thought I'd get an expert opinion here. (laughs) Well, I tend to to run one slowly. I have a a soaker hose turned upside down alongside our foundation out in the open, alongside the the front of our house, and uh, I run that about four hours, but on a very slow volume. That's what I remember you saying before, but I figured with the hose holes, in this French drain pipe, for lack of a better phrase, you know, it's, it's, oh shoot, I bet there's two, 200 feet of that stuff underneath there. So I figure I got to have enough load for it to get all the way out to the middle of the deck. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. Um, but you also want it to have a chance to soak in and, and be uniformly spread. So you don't want to just turn it on, get, get everything damp and then shut it off. I don't, I don't know that I am qualified or equipped to answer I, I can't tell without seeing it we'll have to leave that one to you i think okay 
You know, all I right. greatly appreciate your time and the time you spend helping all the community. You are welcome. Have a great day. Take care. Thanks for the call. Folks, got a break for the news. We'll be back. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. The Department of Education is accepting early applications for the Student Debt Loan Relief Program. I'm Dennis Martin. At the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com. WBAP first traffic and weather. On the ones. They're in the final stages of working on an accident that occurred earlier this morning on northbound 35E around Business Highway 121. It was an accident involving a jackknife semi-trailer. Because of that, right now, northbound 35E is closed between 121 and Fox Avenue. In Corinth, an accident is blocked at two inside lanes of northbound 35E at Hundley Drive. And in Burleson, an accident's blocked the inside lane of northbound 35W and Highway 174. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Showers and storms are going to continue today. Weather service is likely for the next several hours. Rain will end sometime tomorrow. 72 for the high today, mid-60s tomorrow. Right now it's 65 degrees in Dallas and in Fort Worth. U.S. Department of Education is now accepting early applications for President Biden's student loan debt relief plan. But... The Department of Education stresses this is a test. DEO describes it as a beta launch of the application process so it can perfect the official launch of the form later this month. The department stresses none of the applications submitted now will be processed until the official launch, so there is simply no advantage to applying early. However, anyone who applies now will not have to reapply later. Two national grocery store chains that together control a significant percentage of the grocery market in North Texas are merging. Kroger's buying Albertsons, company that owns Albertsons, also owns Tom Thumb and Market Street. So that merger is going to need regulatory approval. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day. Stay informed with News Talk 820 WBAP. 99.5 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. All right, Dennis, thank you very, very much. Let's uh, talk for a minute about your trees and how you're going to care for your trees. They deserve the best that you can possibly give them, and that would be by calling Arborological Services. What kind of routine care do trees need? When Arborological Services pulls in, they're going to look first at the health and vigor of the trees. They're going to look up into the canopy and see if they have a full complement of leaves. Um, if, if the trees are beginning to thin at a time when they should be fully leafed, they're going to realize there's a, a problem developing of some sort. They're going to look to see if they're being watered properly. They'll look at the other plants around the trees. They'll look to see if there's any damage to the, uh, to the trunk or to the branches. They will uh, be able to tell if there's any uh, follow-up care that is justified and needed. If there are any branches that need to be removed, if you have a concern because branches are beginning to rub the roof, they'll see that and point it out to you. But if you already know that, then uh, you, you point it out and they can take care of that very easily. You have the confidence of knowing that they have award-winning climbers and and uh, leaders in their company, it's the best it gets. Nobody has a better company than Arborological Services, founded in 1981 and leading their industry ever since. I hope you'll call them because your trees deserve them. That's Arborological.com, Arborological Services. The uh, phone number is 866 866- 552-7267. The website is arborological.com. Serving all of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, arborological.com, arborological services, 866-552-7267. 
Get social with us. Like WBAP on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WBAP 24-7 News. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. You've been hearing Stubby talk about some great news from Baylor, Scott, and White Health. Now I'm going to kind of uh, reinforce that with this message. They have made it easy for us to keep up with our health at any time. They now offer 24-7 video visits with the MyBSW Health app. We can get virtual care whenever and wherever we need it, like right now. I'll be right back, by the way. I need to get a little help. Or later tonight, even on weekends when allergies start acting up while we're out in the garden, or when we run into a stinging creature or poison ivy or some other rash-raising plant out in nature. The best part is that we don't even have to stop what we're doing to get the care we need. So, we can stay focused on doing what we love the most. It's as simple as texting BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the MyBSW Health today. Discover the convenience of 24-7 care. Text BETTER to 88408. Baylor Scott & White Health. Text BETTER to 88408. News Talk 820, WBAP, 99.5 FM HD2, and WBAP.com. Finally, Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, the roof you want on your house. These are great people in the roofing business since 1986. That's 36 years of putting roofs on houses. How many roofs do you think your company could do if you'd been in business since 1986? Let's just say you had a company doing roofs. You think you could do 100000 in that length of time? They have. That's because they're good. People keep coming back, and that's because their people are very efficient. They have the experience. They have the uh, the product. They have it all. They do all kinds of roofs. Composition, clay and concrete tile, metal slate. They do flat roofs. They do new or residential re-roofing. If you have hail or wind damage or just think you might have, call them out for a free roof inspection. Doesn't, uh, doesn't obligate you in any way. They'll go up on your roof. They'll look very closely. They know what they're looking for. You and, well, I don't know about you, I, as a mere mortal, have no clue what I'd be looking for for roof damage. I mean, if the shingles were all torn and over on the ground somewhere, I'd know then. But there's so much finesse of, uh, of roof inspection that I need a professional like the folks from Wortham Brothers Roofing. They can also uh, give you guidance as to how the claim process works. They, they, they're not going to give you all the detail. That's up to you to call your insurance uh, agent. But they, they just they know... They know what it takes, and they can they can say, yeah, this is over the whole roof. That's what they did with us. They said it's going. You're going to have to have damage on all four corners, and you do, and and that's what I needed to hear. So I called, and we got a settlement, and we got a Wortham Brothers roof. We love it. They knew to recommend to us continuous ridge vents. Neil, you'll love them because you'll save on your summertime cooling bills. It'll keep the attic cooler. Neil, you'll save a lot on your insurance bills if you get the high impact. Uh, uh, shingles, the the forty year shingles, and we did. I, they knew what they were talking about. They always do. I'm proud to recommend them to you. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, wbroofing.com. That's nine seven two five six two fifty seven eighty eight. Wortham Brothers Roofing, nine seven two five six two five seven eight eight. Baylor Scott & White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now or later today, so you don't have to drop what you're doing to get the care that you need. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the MyBSW Health app today. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby, and we go back to the phone lines. Eric and Nelson will be the two uh, have. I have one open line, 800 288 9227. That is 800-288-WBAP. Eric in Arlington, this is Neil. Thank you for waiting. How can I help you? Good morning, Neil. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you for yes, taking sir. my call. Sure. Mulch. I, uh, after the freeze, I redid my front yard and killed the grass and put a bunch of uh, hard plants that are native to Texas in the front yard. 
And I, a master gardener friend of mine suggested that I put cardboard down and or weed block or both. So I put cardboard, weed block, and then mulch on top. Now my mulch is, uh, I'm finding that my mulch is growing a lot of mushrooms, uh, big ones, and in a lot of areas. And then it's turning white and as if it's molding. And I'm getting, uh, and, and then the mulch is turning hard. I got, I have like three inches of mulch. And it's hard, like like almost like lumber. So I don't think it's going to, you know, melt and disintegrate like it's supposed to. I don't know what to do if that. That doesn't seem normal. What it's doing with the um, white, the white uh, mold and mushrooms. Well, to some degree, that's normal because that's what would happen in nature. You'd have you'd have mushrooms and decay organisms in organic matter breaking it down. It's not normal in nature to have three inches of organic matter spread out on a on a hillside, you know. So so we don't expect it to act completely normally uh, when we do that much mulch in a in a spot. Um, it that's not harmful particularly. You can you can kind of move that on down the road a little bit if you go out with a leaf rake or something and disturb it and just kind of turn it and move it a little bit if you have access to it if it's in in with plants you can't do that i guess but um, um everything about this is a little bit non-native because the plants normally don't have weed block where they grow uh, and they don't have that much mulch around them where they grow so um i i, I don't know how to help you best you could put dusting sulfur on that and uh, get rid of the the uh, mushrooms and the other decay organisms. Uh, they're not going to hurt your plants, but that might make it look better. Uh, as to the mulch getting hard, that depends on what mulch you have, what's in that mulch, and how it's decaying, and and what happens when it gets wet. It may just be breaking down very quickly and forming a, a mass, a mat. I'm, I'll- is, is, is the weed block making it hard so where it can't decay and break down? Well, it's not helping. It would be so much better if it were in contact with the soil. And that's a lot of mulch. Normally when I put mulch on, I, I if I have weed block, I'll, because it, I'm not a big native plant landscaper. i got to confess in the first place. I, my dad was a native plant expert with Texas A&M, and I brought plants back from all over Texas where he was doing range research for the range management department. And I tried them in College Station, and he just kept telling me, Neil, that thing isn't native here. It was native in Uvalde. It was native in Camp Wood. It was native in Sterling City or Valentine or uh, Paisano Pass or a hundred other places, Fredericksburg, Junction, and I'd bring them home and they wouldn't do well. And he'd say, that wasn't, it's not the same conditions. You know, you, you moved it. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. And so I learned that lesson in to a 14-year-old or a 12-year-old. That's kind of a bitter lesson for me because I really had hopes for those plants that I dug very carefully. And um, when we introduce them to an area that might have shade or have a very different soil or have very cold weather that they're not used to or a lot of rain or sometimes people bring in plants from East Texas and call them native and all of a sudden we have this drought of 18 inches of rain in a year where they're used to 60 inches, then they're not in the same environment. So... um, but the, the mulch, I normally will put about an inch of mulch on, on my, and I use pine bark mulch. I just use the finely ground pine bark mulch because I can get it out of the way quickly and easily, and it works pretty well. There are all kinds of mulches, though, Eric. I really want to help you, and I'm sounding like I'm just picking at everything you did, and I'm sorry. It didn't mean to have it come out that way. What so plants my- do you have? What plants do you have? I uh, have a lot of yuccas uh, in this one area that, that the mulch is getting the uh, mushrooms in. Um, uh, um, you might want to get the weed block away from the yuccas because it may hold moisture. And uh, yeah. if and when we ever get rain, that might keep it too wet. Uh, mm-hmm. You can you can address any weeds that come up around yuccas with a pump sprayer 
and a glyphosate spray, uh, uh, like the original Roundup, where you go after Bermuda grass. Um, at least think about that and keep that in your mind. The Roundup won't hurt the plants? It so. would. You don't get it on them, but you that's why you use a pump sprayer, not a hose-in sprayer. I'm sorry, right, I didn't, right. didn't fully explain that. Oh, but no, you but could, I can use yeah, I can use the Roundup as long as it's not If on you the use the original Roundup, which is glyphosate only, it doesn't have any other active ingredients, and you use a pump sprayer where you can swivel yeah. the nozzle so it's pointing away from the yucca, you can you can apply it without any of it touching the, the yucca, and you won't have right. any damage. It does not do anything in the soil. And the mushrooms aren't really uh, toxic or hurt anything, right? Well, they're not toxic to the plants. Uh, you don't want to be eating them, but they're not going to hurt your plants. And the white, the, the white, the, the worst, the worst thing mushrooms can do is if you had a low ground cover, is is like a lava flow ooze across them and and smother them. But that's uh-huh. the only way they would harm. And the white powder is is probably just spores of of some of this stuff that's uh, drying and and leaving the white powder behind. That's probably just spores. Is that hurting to breathe it, the white powder? No, no, no. I don't know. It's never bothered me. Okay. But then again, I'm starting to to mumble, and (laughs) so who knows? (laughs) Okay. I appreciate the help, and uh, I'll lighten up on the mulch and take out what I have and try to redo it. Well, think about it anyway, and and what other plants do you have? Let me spend another 30 seconds with you and try to... Make amends. Um, I didn't mean. I really didn't mean to pick at you. I have some abelias in there. Um, uh, some of these, uh, let's see, yopon hollies. Those um, are both good plants. You're doing great on those. Um, 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 some of these plants are so new, and I can't remember all the names. Um, Uh, I can't think of all the names. You're doing fine. And you know what? If you're in the realm of abelias and and yopons, um, you're in categories that are adapted plants. Yopons are native to East Texas, but they're very well adapted in North Texas. Uh, Abelias are are native to uh, Southeast Asia, I believe, but they're very well adapted in our area. Yeah, I like them on the the brake light red ones. I bought 70 of them to kind of go with what I saw on uh, Highway 75 Central. Uh, they're they're pretty nice when that brake light red comes out and blossoms. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not an abelia. That's the the uh, Esperalo, the the red yucca. Yeah, that's a beautiful plant. One yeah. man has developed all of those different colors that you see on 75. One man, yeah. an owner of a nursery, he's done just heroic work with them. Well, I better run, but hopefully, hopefully you're on the right track. And I think you are. I think you've done well. Thanks for the call very much. You betcha. Thank you. All right. Nelson and DeSoto, Mike at Lake Whitney. Stay with me. You're coming up next. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. I think it's probably the last ad that I will do at 3295. I am almost out of books. And uh, it really depends on how many people are listening today and how the response has been. I started the weekend with 250. I have done my statewide radio program. I've done my KLIF program. And now I will have done my uh, WBAP program. And um, we'll see how it uh, how it goes. Uh, the The book this is the 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 tail end of the fifth printing of the book, and uh, I decide I want to get them clear the deck, get them all gone before I bring the sixth printing in. And uh, so they're thirty two ninety five. Uh, it is uh, three hundred forty four pages, eight hundred forty of my best photos. Uh, it took me uh, a year to write this book. It uh, has all of those photographs, they took a long time to edit and get ready for the book. Uh, Carolyn Skye was my editor, Cindy Smith, the graphic designer. We worked as a team. I self-published this book so it could be exactly the way I wanted it to be. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas, things I wanted to share with you that are heartfelt feelings of what you need to know to be successful. Chapter 2, I've never put in a book before. If you have the old cowboy boot book, you don't have this. It's a calendar, a 48-page calendar built right into Chapter 2 as Chapter 2. 
two of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. You'll never have to ask, Neil, when should I do this or that? It's all right there in chapter two. Then chapter three, chapter four, chapter five, and six are comprehensive chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, and ground covers. Then we have annuals and perennials. Those are really lengthy and comprehensive. Lawns, fruit, and vegetables. Everything you need for all of those different categories in the book. It's a hardback printed on high-quality paper in San Antonio. It's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. I sign every copy as it sells. I'll be signing tonight, all day tomorrow, and to take him to the post office, I think on Tuesday or at the latest on Wednesday. Now, there are two ways you can order it since it's not in stores, not on Amazon. One is by calling my office tomorrow if you feel you can wait. Until then, if I'm sold out, all I can do is apologize, but you can give it a shot if you want to. Uh, there probably will be books available if you wait. 800-752-GROW. 800-752-GROW. Four seven six nine. The better way to know for sure is to order from my website. Even if we sell out, I'll honor the price if you order today. And that is at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. We had foundation repairs at the Sperry House several years ago, so I called my friends. I did the same thing I'm suggesting you do. I called Advanced Foundation Repair. They came to our home. Their estimates are always free. Their work is affordable. It always is, not just for me, for you as well. Give them a call, 214-333-0003. If you need foundation help, it's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214 214- 333-0003. I want to tell you about Wild Birds Unlimited and invite you to get into any of the three stores that uh, sponsor all of my uh, radio broadcasts, sponsor my eGardens electronic newsletter. I want to uh, invite you and encourage you to get in, buy feeders from them because their feeders are so skillfully designed by professionals. Their feeds are carefully blended by people who understand birds and bird feeding needs. So that will get you into the stores. You'll hear the enthusiasm of their bird-watching employees. You'll really enjoy these three stores. Then we'll tell you about one particular store this time. Then I'll trade uh, out on David and Ron and their stores when they have an event. The Dallas store, David's store, is at 5715 West Lovers Lane next to Nichols Nardi Nursery and Garden Center. David has been there a long, long time. Ron's store at his new location in East Dallas is at 5708 Abrams, one block south of Northwest Highway on Abrams. That's by Vandalian Center. And then Bertie's store in McKinney at 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway near Tom Thumb. And... Uh, She has been there for several years and has been voted Store of the Year nationally a couple of times. That's pretty special. Now, David and uh, Ron's stores are both open on Sundays. Bertie is not, and so you need to make note of what I'm about to tell you and call tomorrow. The McKinney store, Wild Birds Unlimited in McKinney, has a program coming up this Saturday, October 22nd at 4 p.m. on BATS. It's, uh, it's entitled Let's Talk Bats, and they have a very special guest speaker coming in at 4. Kate Ragridan will be speaking at 4 uh, on, um, well, I said Let's Talk Bats. She is Special Projects uh, Director for Bat World Sanctuary, co-author of The Essential Bat. Bats are very beneficial, and this is this was really a hit three years ago. Uh, I took Joseph there, our grandson, and he started at the back of the room and ended up standing alongside in the front corner and then ended up holding bats and, and loving his visit, absolutely loving it, and I think you will too. Take a child or grandchild with you. Seats are limited, and so you need to call to reserve a seat. They'll be open tomorrow at this number, 972 972- Four seven two twenty twenty two. You can call and maybe they'll have voicemail. Nine seven two four seven two twenty twenty two. That is Wild Birds Unlimited, the McKinney Store, Wild Birds Unlimited.
Once again, join Neil in thanking this hour's sponsor, Baylor Scott & White Health, for offering virtual care anytime, even nights, and Saturdays and Sundays on the MyBSW Health app. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download it today. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby, very, very much. We go back to our phone lines. We have two callers left, and I'm going to get to both of them. Nelson in DeSoto, this is Neil. How may I help you, sir? Uh, good morning. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm calling because there's a there's a uh, pecan tree in my backyard, and in late August and September it was dropping green pecans. Mm-hmm. But now there's nothing. Uh, should I expect it to yield anything? Or well, what happened in late August, Nelson? was that was probably uh, pecan scab. That's a fungal disease that actually infects the pecans earlier in the summer. I have it on my native pecans, um, and they will start shedding in late July or August. Um, I don't spray my trees because they're too tall, and I don't need yep. all, all that many pecans. But, but it is a fungus, and you'd have to spray starting in late May or June. Uh, to protect the tree against it. There are some varieties like Caddo that are very resistant to pecan scab, and so if we wanted to start a pecan tree, we'd go with a, a variety like that. But that's what it is. It's pecan scab, and once you lose all of the pecans, no, there's nothing that's going to help you get pecans that year. Usually it will knock some of the pecans off, and you'll have others left to, to come back. Uh, normally, I'll get about uh, two thirds of my crop, and the rest will be on the ground early. But uh, uh-huh. but that's I'm, that's what it's it's called pecan scab. Let me be sure I understand what you just said real quick. Uh, pecans were falling; they stopped falling. Yeah, and the tree is still green. Oh yeah. But- Pecan scab causes them to fall prematurely. They will be they will have spots on the outside of the green husks that will look like you uh, had your thumb like a thumbprint of India ink on the husk, and then within a couple of days the entire husk will turn black. The inside of the pecan is still watery and black. It turns black. They they're un- unusable, and then nothing will happen after a couple of weeks. That will stop. And then you get your normal pecan harvest in November when the rest of the pecans start to fall. So, so. what needs to be done? The tree needs to be You sprayed. need to spray with a fungicide starting back in, in late, uh, late spring or early summer in June. And each time that you spray for an insect like pecan nut case bearer or for any of the other things, pecan weevils, uh, you yeah. need to get a homeowner fruit and pecan spray schedule off the internet or out of my book that I have been talking about, and it will right. it will discuss all that. I've got only thirty seconds left, but that's what you'll need to do. Pecan scabs, what you're looking for. Mike at Lake Whitney, uh, walnut caterpillars on a pecan tree. Yes, that's very feasible, very possible. I would not worry about them in the least this late in the season. Not a problem. Folks, I thank you for listening very, very much. Mike Bass, thanks for all your hard work. Great job. Thank you very much. We'll be back next week, same time, and on WBAP. Happy gardening.